Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to Naked Wellness Podcast. I have with me again Jen, or also known as the Active Bot on Instagram. We are back for part two because the first episode you all absolutely loved. And so I put up a question box and asked specifically, what do you want us to go over again? And a lot of people came back and asked for a lot about meal planning and how to use that to their advantage to get to their health goals and their weight loss goals. So welcome, Jen. It's great to have you back again. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited. The, and there was a lot of people that responded as well. So I'm excited for us to like really dive deep into like a specific topic as well, because I know last time we spoke, we definitely like just touched on the surface of yeah, a bit more general, a bit more mm. of a general chat. I'm just glad that, you know, like everyone found the tips and things really helpful because, you know, for me, I just wish that I had someone, you know, like my BFF that just told me some simple things that would actually work, you know, instead of wasting all my time on the things that didn't work. Yeah, and there's so much information out there. So it's so hard to kind of navigate your way through it. And I think sometimes we definitely over can overcomplicate it when it comes to health, weight loss, trying to achieve a health goal. Absolutely. But I, you know, I think as well too, like as I've sort of learned to realise as well too, it's actually not our fault. Like I used to think that it was my fault and that I was a failure and, you know, why couldn't I master my eating or my exercise or whatever it was? And it's actually not my fault. Like we are constantly as women bombarded with advertising and commercials and like in print media and everything about what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat and what we should look like and all these kind of things so it's no wonder that the female population is actually really really confused yeah 100 percent. and also like so many different ideas of what you should look like or what exercise you should be doing what foods you should eat what foods you shouldn't eat and i feel like the more social media platforms that come out as well like the more diverse I guess it's the right word like yeah yeah um, yeah things that we can get told like the amount of yeah. random fads I guess that just take off on TikTok like especially I just, yeah well I'm just um I'm just fairly new to TikTok and getting my head around TikTok and it's interesting that you mentioned that because I sort of thought that um I don't know I guess kind of a lot of the older diet trends and stuff had dropped off but like there's stuff popping up on my TikTok feed with like you know girls that are going on these crazy diets to shred for summer um or spring or whatever they're doing and some of the things they're eating and not eating like I'm still blown away that stuff's actually happening and it's still popping up on my social media feed Mm -hmm. and for a generation like the so many young people are on TikTok for an example as well and when you are at that age, you are like a sponge. Like you will absorb everything yeah, and absolutely. anything. And it's really hard to determine and navigate your way between what's kind of true and maybe what is a not so healthy direction to go down. And if you see somebody in there saying, yeah, this is working for me. Like look what I was before and look where I am now sort of thing. Like you're going to believe what they're saying. So it, like it's really easy to get caught up in all of that kind of stuff as well. It is. And I think it's also like because I've got a young daughter, you know, young impressionable daughter and stuff. And like I'm trying to teach her that, you know, because um, this is something as well I had to learn myself with that you know, you get to choose your social media feed, you know, mm. don't follow people if it feels wrong or, you know, if you don't believe in the things that they believe, like for me, like I open up my social media feed and it's full of like incredible women doing amazing things and it lifts me up, 
you know, mm-hmm. the second that I feel a bit, oh, it's a bit yuck for me and it doesn't sit with me, I'm like, unfollow. Like you can, you are totally in control of what you choose to put in front of your face every day in your social media feed. Mm, I love that. And I think that also flows into, I was actually having a conversation this morning with someone around, they were talking about um, their children, like having to cook different meals for their children at home than what they were having. And I was kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, we brought it back to, well, your children are sponges. And if, you know, mum's sitting down at the dinner table and having zoodles and tomato sauce, whereas the kids are having like real pasta and bolognese sauce, they're going to start questioning why is what I'm having so different to mum and should I be having what she's having sort of thing. So you kind of want to like create an environment where you all have the same sort of thing and they learn from you and you're doing your own journey or whatever it is, but in a really healthy way because they will absorb and they idolize and look up to their parents. So they will want to do what you're doing as well. Absolutely. And something I've learned too that like kids don't listen to what we say. They actually absorb, Mm. like they watch us all the time. Like even if you think your kids aren't watching you, they're watching you. You know, they're watching you if you're standing in the mirror and grabbing like loose skin and going, I'm really fat and all this kind of thing and saying bad things to yourself in the mirror. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like I've still met people, you know, not that long ago that have gone out for dinner with their family to a restaurant, um, say it was a burger place or something, and all the rest of the family had a burger and mum chose not to eat anything. You know, it's just sending that wrong message to our kids, you know. Um, she could have still sat down there, had her burger and chips with her family and then got straight back on track, you know, to achieve her goals the next day. Um, but, yeah, there's still a lot of it, like a lot more of it than, you know, and I think it's all true. This is why I love being able to chat with people like you because I'm making an awareness of it. Mm-hmm. You know, this stuff is happening more and more. Like, you know, women talk down to themselves and they like I said, are going out for dinner and their kid's birthday and not eating a burger with them because they're worried about it. Like, you know, we need to stop that stuff. Yeah, life is way too short and it's mentally exhausting and physically exhausting to be so consumed and fixated on what you can eat, when you can eat, how much you can eat, how little you can eat. Should you eat that? Shouldn't you eat that? What else have you eaten in the day? What else will you eat for the rest of the day? It's like, well, you birthdays for an example, if we take that like birthday example, they come around so rarely, like once a year. That's right. That's a memory. That's a special memory, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately, you know, those kids are going to remember, oh, we went out for this, you know, really nice dinner to this cool burger place. And what did mum have? No, she didn't have anything. Yeah. You know, like kids remember that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so much more, it's more about creating that memory rather than, you know, getting so obsessed and consumed with if you should have that or shouldn't have that. And that one thing that you're, or meal that you're eating, it's not going to undo any of the hard work that you no, put that's in. Right. It's not going that's to right. make a large impact at all. And a funny thing that happens that the more that we try and control our food and be in control of everything, the more out of control we actually feel around it. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than just trying to relax a bit and like, I'm, God, I'm so guilty of this, you know, but the, when you actually start to, just relax about your food and sort of go with the flow a bit more and like educate yourself and sort of switching the way that you look around food. Like it's just, it's such a game changer. Like everything changes when you start to not be so perfectly and in control of everything and all your food all the time. Yeah. One thing I always say to my clients is you need to be stubborn about your goal and flexible about the methods to get there. Absolutely. I love that. Because when you are really, really stubborn about the method to get there, that's when like, as soon as you, 
deviate even a little bit. You're like, oh, well, you know, I've already deviated, stuff this. Like, I've yeah, already had the in. chocolate. May as well not go for my walk now. I'll just have order a burger for dinner as well. Yeah. Whereas if you kind of can pivot in the different environment that you're in, because life is never going to be the same day to day. Some days you're going to have that birthday party. Other days you might have a social event. The weather might be shitty outside and you can't go for your walk. So That's if you can right. kind of be flexible about your methods and pivot to what is going to work for you and still get that same outcome but in a different way, that's great. Like you're still getting moving closer towards your goals and then that's you're so true. able to maintain. That's so true. And that word pivot is one that is a huge one in my vocab because mm. that's exactly how I felt. And honestly, that would probably learning to pivot, I can honestly say is the difference between what got me the results that I wanted and achieving the goals that I wanted was learning mm. how to pivot, like you say, because, you know, your friend cancels on the gym class that you were supposed to go with. Or, you know, your kid got sick last night and you're so tired and you, you know, you had to stay up half the night. Like you've got to find, you've got to go, okay, well, you know what, that sucks, but hey, let's just move on and I'll, you know, sit on the bike at home for 20 minutes or I'll, you mm. know, go for an extra long walk tomorrow. Like there's always something else. And it's about just ditching that all or nothing approach to everything. You know, none of us are perfect. You know, I did not get here by being perfect. Like no. that is for sure. You know, it's just learning to pivot. And that's what I always say, like pivot, pivot, pivot. Yeah, because we're human. We're not robots at the end of the day. Like, we're not programmed to be perfect. No, that's right. Yeah, and so I guess that, like, takes me into the topic of meal planning specifically because somebody also asked, like, how can meal planning actually be helpful? And I think that flexibility and pivoting is one thing that you can actually implement into meal planning. Meal planning does not mean that you have to have something super strict and super rigid that you have to follow every single day. And if you deviate off that, you've broken the rules or you've gone off track meal planning doesn't have to be like that for everyone yeah well I think like you know a bit of a story but I think for me like I mean I'm going to be honest but you know Mm -hmm. when I started getting into meal planning and you know my meal prep Sundays and stuff my goal was to lose weight and to change my body and that was my my drive and my purpose behind doing it you know, mm-hmm. I, I would plan out my meals every week. I do my meal prep Sunday. I do all my cooking and stuff. So I had it all ready for the week ahead. But then honestly, over time, it's just become so much more than that. And it's only the longer that I've done it for, the more I've realized how much meal planning and meal prepping has had an impact on my day-to-day life. Like it's just, it's saved me so many times. Um, you know, like I was talking about before, you know, if your kid's sick the night before and you're tired, like, whoops, meal prep's there, great, grab my healthy lunch out of the fridge. Yeah. You know, I've had a really long day at work and I'm absolutely stuffed and McDonald's is down the road. But you know what? I've got my spaghetti bolognese that's meal prepped in the fridge. I'm going to have that. Like there's been so many times over and over again where I've just realised like all these other benefits to meal planning and prepping that literally has nothing to do with weight loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And I like, it's so good to do something now that your future self is going to thank you for. And if that's doing something like prepping the bolognese to have in the freezer for that night where you need to pull it out, you might not need it over the next week, but the week after that, something might pop up and you might be able to pull that out then and there. And basically, you know, I think what I talked about this in our last chat as well too, like we're lazy, like our brains are really lazy and we don't like to make a lot of decisions. So if one decision that you don't have to make is what the hell to eat for dinner tonight that it's in the fridge even if it's partially prepped I think it's all too back to what you were saying is people get so stuck in this way of you know like you were saying very rigid it's got to be meal planned I've got to do my breakfast my lunches my snacks like everything meal planning and meal prepping can be whatever you want it to be and it can be put together in whatever way works for you so for example you might go 
I'm fine with lunches and dinners. I just want to have my breakfast meal prepped because I know my mornings are super busy and that's the time that I know that I won't eat a healthy breakfast. So just plan out your breakfast. Um, for me as a family, like that's also to why I designed my meal planners. Um, so I've got the um, weekly meal planner and I use that to plan out all of our family dinners. Mm. Um, and I found that so beneficial for a few reasons. Um, one, because like I said, end of the day, I'm tired and I just can't be bothered deciding what to eat. It also saves the arguments because the kids know that, well, on Tuesday that we're having, you know, burgers or Wednesday we're going to have some fish and salad or whatever it is. There's no arguments. Um, it saves me money at the shops because I'm mm-hmm. going to the shops with my list, buying what I need and coming home. Like, I don't know about you, but, and I'm sure there's probably lots of women out there listening to this, but I just can't think of anything worse than having to drive to the damn shops every day after work to buy stuff to make dinner. Like, I just can't be bothered. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, I'm tired, I've had enough and I just want to switch off. So, you know, meal planning, it just it's just a lifesaver. And statistics show that if you actually do one big grocery shop you can save up to 50% off like money off your shop because you're not going back and forth absolutely because if you think if you had to go every day after work just to get a few things you never just get a few things you get a few Mm -hmm. things and then you see you know something that's not special or something else you're like I'll just add that to my car and it all you know it just all adds up yeah and not to mention like the days where you're driving home from working like oh I'll duck in I'll grab that and then you're in the shops you're like oh I can't remember if I have that in the fridge or not I'll just grab another one just in case that's right you end up then you know chucking out extra veggies or whatever it is as well um and at the moment with the prices of like fresh fruit and veg it's just insane like you don't want to be wasting oh that's so true do you want to hear a funny story Um, (laughs) yeah my husband the other day went to Subway um you know just to get like like a foot long like a salad and stuff and like because there's no lettuce, it was cabbage. So that she put Ooh, cabbage in there. I know, gross. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I don't think I'll be getting Subway for a while. And I was like, yes, nah. probably not. Yeah, because lettuce heads like $11 something at the moment. I know. It's, I know. It's crazy. So, oh, so expensive at the moment. Cabbage doesn't do the same as lettuce does. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like meal planning, it definitely can be whatever you want it to be and you know somebody did ask specifically what is meal planning I think that's it like it is allowing yourself to have structure but also flexible just knowing and understanding what you can have throughout the week like even giving yourself options if you're somebody and humans were creatures of habit it is very common that we have like the same sort of breakfasts every single day because in the morning typically we like to get up and and just know it, know what we're having. So you might be able to do that. But when it comes to like lunches and dinners, maybe you're somebody who needs to alternate and you need to have something different. That's fine. You can meal plan that in. Or, you know, maybe you're somebody who likes to also have the same lunches every single day. That's That's completely fine as well. There's no real like set rules when it does come to meal planning. But that's where that meal planning and meal prepping connection mm. kind of comes in. Yeah. You know, that's where like there are so many ways that you can cut corners. You know, that's mm-hmm. why like I've got my real nourish do-it-yourself meal prep mixes because it's mm-hmm. literally just, you know, the mix, the blueberry lemon curd bake, in, throw it in a pan, cook it, and you've got three serves of breakfast. So, you know, yeah. like you can make a batch of protein pancakes, you can freeze some. Like there's so many ways where you can actually just cook once and eat twice like it's that kind of you know if you're smart about it like there's lots of ways around it so you're not spending hours in the kitchen yeah 100% somebody also asked like how can they actually individualize meal planning to their own health goals and a lot of questions also came through like to how can you do that without necessarily counting calories and still be successful with weight loss 
Okay, well, there for me, there's probably a few things. So for me, um, you know, a little bit of background about me, like when I first started and I wanted to lose weight, um, like it was after having kids and stuff, and I went down the tracking macros road and I did that for quite some time until I eventually decided that, you know, um, like tracking macros is an amazing tool, but I don't believe it's something that you should have to do for the rest of your life. Mm. Um, so I kind of wanted to find a way, like you said, where I can still meal plan and meal prep and still sort of be healthy and work towards my goals, but without having to count calories and count macros and stuff. So for me, there would definitely be a few things that I would recommend to people. Um, the first one is having a source of protein at all of your main meals. So when you do a meal plan, think of that first. So if you're going to make lunch, think, okay, what's my protein source? Am I having some chicken? Is it chickpeas? Is it eggs? Like what is your protein source? And then build your meal around that. Mm -hmm. Like having protein at your three main meals will, you know, help you lose weight. It will keep you feel feeling full. It will help you with, you know, less snacking. So that would be my definite starting point is protein with each of your three main meals. Then after that, obviously adding in a source of your carbohydrates and also a healthy source of fats. So, mm. you know, changing the mindset and the way that you're looking at your meal planning. So you're actually looking at um, balancing each of your three main meals rather than I've got to count calories and I've got to track this and I've got to do that. Aim to have balanced meals. So that protein, those carbs and those fats. Yeah, 100%. And protein is what actually will keep you full while you're eating that meal and straight after. And the healthy fats is then what will keep you full between each meal after. And I think That's it's right. really interesting if you have breakfast and let's say like you're lacking protein in breakfast or you're lacking a healthy fat, which I, and I think fat is one that's easy to um, miss in breakfast sometimes. Let's say you've had porridge and you haven't yeah. had like any nut butter or anything with it. And then you notice like the rest of the day, you're really struggling to actually fill up. Typically, yeah. if you reflect back to breakfast, it's like, okay, well, did I hit all three of those? Did I have a healthy fat? Yeah. Did I have a protein? Did I have a carb? And if not, maybe that's when you reflect back and be like, okay, well, I need to add one of those in to yeah. my breakfast or any other meal of the day. And that's where I find, like, I found personally, like, if you aim for those three things in your meals, mm. then you can, you know, you don't have to have all of those things balanced in all of your snacks. You know, if you have some popcorn and fruit for morning tea or you might have a protein bar for afternoon tea, at least you know in your three main meals that you have got some good quality, you know, lean protein that's going to help keep you feeling full. It's going to break down slower. Like you said, the source of fats. I will add, um, um, I do like peanut butter and nut butters. Mm, a little bit well, obsessed with those. So I tend <laughs> to add some of that to like, you know, my oats or my breakfast bakes or whatever I'm making. Um, and, yeah, same thing, like, you know, um, if people are watching and they're not sure, go out and order yourself something like Avo toast and see mm -hmm. how full you feel after. I remember the first time I had Avo toast at a cafe, um, we ended up having brunch. I think it was about nine o'clock and I was still full at around two o'clock. Yeah. And then I was thinking, why am I not hungry? And then I realized it's because I had all that fat in the avocado. Like it was a lot, you know, because, you know, when you go to a cafe, they tend to give yeah. you lots and lots. But um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's all about like eating smarter. You don't have to mm -hmm. eat less. You just got to eat smarter. And once you work out those basics everything else is actually pretty simple you know yeah. if you stick to those basics the rest will just kind of flow for you 100% and when you're looking at your meal plan I think it's important to focus on adding in rather than removing so being like okay well what where can I add extra veggies in where can I add my snacks in rather than being like okay I need to stop having chocolate I need to stop having that's right carbs because yeah. that is where you kind of end up falling off because you're setting yourself rules whereas adding in it's like okay it's a positive you're focusing on a positive which is amazing and I know for me I've definitely anyone else who has like a bit of type a personality very structured mm -hmm. and very rigid when I first started meal planning, it was very easy for me to stick to everything. And 
let's say the weekend came around and I planned to have a dinner, but somebody was like, let's go out for dinner. I'd be like, oh no, like can't do that. Like I feel too bad yes, deviating from yes. my meal plan. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's also really important to future proof yourself. And this will 100% help with achieving your goals is just add in, be like, all right, you know what? I have an option to, I'm eating out Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, for an example. My backup is if I don't eat out, I have something in the freezer to pull out or I yeah, have this meal right. that I can yeah. make. So when that yeah. comes around, it's like, all right, I've got a few different options. I'm not necessarily, like adding that flexibility back in there, I think is really, really important because you want to be able to use and you be in control of this tool rather than this tool controlling you. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm like, say I'm guilty, but I remember when I start, started doing meal prepping on Sundays, you know, mm. it was that Insta-worthy meal prep, you know, where everything was perfect and I yeah. cooked everything from scratch and all that kind of stuff. And then over time I was like, you know what, this is not realistic and it's not maintainable. And that's sort of when I went about trying to find a more flexible approach to doing, you know, to doing my meal planning. And like you said, yeah, weekends are, you know, weekends you should be able to be flexible, but something that um, really helped me on my journey was I made the really bad mistake, and I'm sure there's probably lots of people listening that are super guilty of this too, is that I made the mistake of just looking at a meal. So I made a crap choice at a meal and I'd go, okay, well, everything else is bad then, so I might as well not bother. Like instead of looking at my whole day, like you say on your weekends, you know, for me, mm. like if I know, okay, we'll set it up, I'm going out for dinner with girls, we're going to have dinner, I'm going to have a few drinks. I know I'm doing that. So when I start my Saturday morning, I'm going to make an effort to have a really good, well-balanced breakfast. I'm going to make sure I have some fruit. I'm going to have some protein with my lunch. Like I work backwards. Um, and then as well too, you just feel better about the food choices mm -hmm. that you're making, you know, mm -hmm. rather than thinking, oh, it's weekend and I can't have that. Or the other way, which I know a lot of people are as well too, is that you're super good all week. And then you're like, I've just been so good and restricted everything during the week that I'm just going to go oh, YOLO on the weekend and just, you know, and that's when you store your progress and you never see any changes because mm -hmm. you're having like two steps forward and then two steps back. 100%. And I think, I think you mentioned this last podcast episode we did as well yeah. is that Monday to Friday, you know, it is really easy to have a different routine and different structure in that Monday, Friday, because typically we work and the weekends are a little bit different because we're yes. out socializing, things are different, kids are home, whatever it is. And I think you mentioned that you have that Sunday where you set up for the first half of the week, but then yeah. halfway through the week, you have that day where you kind of reflect and then pre-plan for the second half of the week. Yeah, and I that's think correct. Yeah, that's really, really beneficial because rather yeah, than so focusing on Monday to Friday, it's like, all right, let's just split the week up into two and have more that flow on effect. Yeah, yeah. So I started like, you know, so Sundays I was like, you know, should do the usual things like, you know, have family time, we'll go out for breakfast or I'll see friends or do that kind of stuff. But I also like to allocate some time to plan my meals, to prep a few things, you know, to put out my gym clothes. But then what I was finding is that sort of come Wednesday, I don't know, like the house was a mess and I'd run out of food and like I didn't have anything prepped. And so I sort of started doing a little um, like a mid, I call it a midweek reset, mm. you know, where I just do a bit of a mini version of everything that I would do on a Sunday. And I've just found it's really, really helped. And a lot of people as well to have started uh, you know, as I've shared more of it, I'm starting to do it too. And they've said it's really, really helped them because it's like, I don't know, it just gives you that little bit of motivation to get you through until Friday, you know, it gets yourself organised. And Because I don't know about anyone else, but I can't function when there's crap everywhere and when I have no food and when my house is messy and I just, like, I need to organise my space, organise my food, have healthy meals on the go, and then I feel like I can continue on until Friday for the rest of the week. Mm. I think it's such a good way to kind of structure and set up the week. And if you're somebody who likes variety as well, that allows you to have set sort of 
stuff for the first half and then completely mix it up for the second yeah. half as well without necessarily having to. And I know a lot of people as well, they find if they're meal planning or meal prepping specifically, they find it a bit um, gross or they can't eat if the food has been prepped for such a long period of time. So I think as well, like that just, it allows you again to create the flexibility that's that right. you want. That but that's where, you know, that's where too your freezer is your friend. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're mm-hmm. someone that, you know, because I know some people are like, oh, I can't, I cannot eat the same three breakfasts in a row. So make two different breakfasts, do some protein pancakes and like some sort of a berry bake or something and then alternate them. Put the other half in the freezer. Like so many things freeze really, really well. Like literally all of my meal preps I've just found people are like, can you freeze it? I'm like, yeah. Like, you know, I think we sort of have this thing around freezing stuff that it's going to turn out bad or it's not going to defrost properly or most foods freeze pretty well. Yeah. And at the moment as well, like we'll talk about the groceries. If you uh, and the price of them, frozen fruit and veggies, game changer, especially vegetables. I know frozen yeah. berries can be quite expensive sometimes, but frozen veggies and a lot of the time your frozen veggies are snack frozen so they're actually like harvested and picked when they're at their ripest and then they're instantly frozen which means that they actually might contain more nutrients in them than let's say like the fruit and veg that is sitting out in the supermarket because they've done miles and they were picked well before they're ripe so that they're ripe by the time you actually get to take it home so use frozen veggies to your advantage as well absolutely but again you know we're talking about in the very beginning about you know advertising stuff like that that's another thing like frozen fruit and veggies Mm. gets a bad rap and i don't know why it's just another one of those things you know in advertising it's like fresh is best and it's like Mm -hmm. well yes fresh is best but there's also nothing wrong with frozen like i think Mm -hmm. it's just another one of those misconceptions that's out there that you know like you say it's great to have a freezer full of like i love berries like strawberries and blueberries and things like that and so you know, for me in wintertime here in Australia, it's perfect because I've got a freezer full of all these delicious berries that I can add to smoothies and my breakfast and whatever I need um, and it's not costing me a fortune. Plus it's not available yet in the supermarkets here in Australia anyway. Mm, yeah, make it work to your advantage. Somebody also asked, they found that writing their grocery list from their meal plan, they found it really daunting and I can definitely see where they're coming from, especially if you're planning out all your meals from the week. It's quite a lot to write down and then go to the shops and, and buy it? Or do you have like a way that you kind of structure out your grocery list specifically? Yeah, well, well, like I said, I mean, this is the reason why I designed my meal planning tool. So I've got my Healthy Eats meal planner and that's the one I use to plan out my own meals. And that's mm. where it's got a box that you can tick off your protein, your fats and your carbs. And it's got a shopping list. And I've also got my Healthy Eats planner, which has got the shopping list. So for me, I find having it all on the same document and the same pad really, really helps me. Um, I would suggest... If you are just getting into meal planning and you're writing out shopping lists and things like that, I would be doing only a couple of days at a time. So mm-hmm. say I'm just going to do Monday to Wednesday or I'm only going to do my dinners or I'm only going to do my lunches because what you'll actually find is that when you start grocery shopping, like so say initially you might have to buy a few more extra things that maybe you didn't have, you, know, you might have to invest in some protein powder and some stevia and other healthy alternatives that you didn't have. But once you have them, and you'll tend to find you have um, recipes and things that you just love and that are on repeat and on rotation. So, you know, when you first start, your shopping list might be quite long, but after a few weeks, you'll only need a few things because you've already got those things in your cupboard or your fridge anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it really, I think as well, like one way I structure out the shopping list is break it down into categories. You know, you have yeah. your fruit and veggie section, you have your fridge or your meat section, and then you've got your pantry staples as well. Otherwise, I find that you can definitely like, 
take your time going through every single aisle and that's when you know you you get distracted by a lot of other things and the grocery shop can increase because other little food items find their way into the cart yes they do and that's something <laughs> as well too like I can't, I can't remember the exact number but there is some a huge number of processed foods on our supermarket mm-hmm. shelves now than what there was you know like when our grandparents used to go shopping like so back then if they wanted to make you know a cake they'd go and buy eggs and butter and some sugar and milk and that was kind of it you know there wasn't all of these bars and snacks and all these processed foods so you know that's a reminder too out there you know like is that if you go food shopping and you're confused it's not your fault like there is a ridiculous amount of food in the shops for you to choose from so it's really hard to know what the best stuff is to buy and what's the best stuff to leave on the shelf Mm. And you don't need all of that stuff either. And the supermarkets are designed where the fresh produce is typically laid out all around the outskirts of it. Um, So if you, you know, are are confused about going into the aisles, most of the stuff that you will need to get is... Is on the outside, yep. Yep, exactly. And if you kind of focus on that, it will definitely help you to create a balanced healthy balanced meal plan but I think as well making sure that you're mentally satisfied after every meal that you eat on your meal plan as well that's a trap that I definitely got stuck into on my journey is trying to force myself to eat meals that maybe I didn't necessarily love but I thought that they were going to get me closer to my goal faster do you know I was actually I probably should have mentioned that before I'm glad you actually brought it up is that that's a big thing that I always do when I'm planning out my weeks. That's mm. the first thing I will do before I start hitting my looking at my protein, where it's coming from. I will say to myself, what do I actually feel like eating? And mm-hmm. for me, that's how I ended up creating all these like healthified versions of my favorite, you know, meals or snacks, because I was like, you know what? I want to have pizza for lunch this week. So I went about making pizza bagels or, you know, um, I was like, yeah, I really feel like some spaghetti and meatballs. But, you know, all the ones I found are like really high in fat or they're really high in carbs. It's like, right, I'm just going to create my own. So, you know, that's why. And, you know, because people always ask me, how do you stick to your meal plan and stuff? I'm like, because it's delicious. Like, it's (laughs) not boring. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm eating the things that I want. And like you say, what's the point of you going, okay, well, for lunch, I'm going to have some chicken and rice and Mm -hmm. you really don't want chicken and rice. You're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to eat it. Like I honestly wake up every day and when I meal prep something, like it might sound a bit dramatic, I am so excited because I'm like, my the one at the moment that's been on high rotation is a peach and blueberry protein crumble. Mm, I'm just obsessed. I've made it over and over again and I actually get excited to open the fridge and there's a tray of my crumbles sitting there ready to go because I know it's delicious. It's knowing what I feel like eating. Um, So, yeah, it's really about asking yourself what you want to eat. Like you said, instead of forcing yourself to eat something that you think is diet food or, you know, however it ticks that box for you. Mm, And I find it so common for people to push throughout the day. Like if you're craving something specific but you go to have your – chicken and rice it's easy to push past that throughout the day because you're distracted and you're busy but it's when you end up at the end of the day sitting on the couch watching tv your mind has time to be like oh you know what i'm actually not mentally satisfied with what you fed me today how about we go and have some chocolate and some ice cream and some chips and some crackers and you know that's where you start to snack maybe in the afternoon or later at night time and you're like oh well i can't stick to my plan but if you actually swapped your meals and you ate ones that you really, really loved and enjoyed and you left that meal being like, yeah, actually, I'm not craving anything yeah. more after this. I'm so mentally satisfied. That's how you can then stay really consistent. 
and with meal planning too. So like, you know, I've got my OG, my BG, my busy girls meal plan and stuff. And I always factor in like treats, like there's dessert every night. Mm. Um, I've got chocolate in there because I know myself, like if I don't put that into my meal plan and as part of my meal planning, I'm not going to stick to it. Like you said, I'm not going to enjoy it. So it's having all of those things, but just in moderation and it's switching mm-hmm. that mindset again, there's actually no good or bad foods. Mm-hmm. You know, um, someone messaged me the other day and they said, oh, you know, um, I want to eat um, these chicken strips. You know, the ones that you buy from the freezer section? Because I'd had a wrap. I'd made a wrap on my stories with a, you know, a chicken strip. Mm-hmm. I'd air fried it. I had it with some salad and stuff and I wrapped it up. And it's like, well, can I eat that? Is that okay for me to eat? I'm like, Yeah. As part of your balanced lunch, it's totally fine. You know, it's a source of protein. You know, you're getting lots of vegetables. You've got your carbs and your wrap. And you, it's fine. Like it's just, you know, and that's a big thing that I've come to learn is so much of this stuff. It's just the stuff in our heads. It's the stuff that we tell ourselves. It's these misconceptions that we've developed over the years about food and what's the right thing to eat. And that's the hardest part, to be honest. I think that the you know, meal planning and balancing your meals. And that's pretty black and white. Like it's pretty, well, this is how you do it. And that's the way, but it's when that little voice in your head that peeps in and like, you know, you're trying to plan out your meals and you put, I don't know, a fun size Kit Kat and a hot chocolate in there for after dinner. And your brain goes, oh, well, I can't eat that because chocolate's bad for me and chocolate's going to make me fat. No, chocolate's not going to make you fat. Too many calories over a long period of time is going to make you fat. Like it's that whole, Mm. you know, and it's our brain. Our brains are just our worst enemies. Yeah, 100%. And you're right. It's no one food will specifically make you gain weight. No one food will specifically make you lose weight. It's the behavior around your meals and the food that is going to make the difference for you. And I know, um, and everyone will always have an opinion on what you're eating, how much eating, what you should be eating, what you shouldn't be eating. I think sometimes that's where we actually start to pick up up on that as well. And like you said, like it comes back to our, our own mindset as well. And I know one day I uploaded YouTube, have like started doing YouTube shorts. So it's start, oh, yeah. like TikTok and Instagram, but their version of that, um, mm-hmm. the reels. And so I posted one up there one day and a lot of people decided to give me um, a lot of comments on how I consume too much sugar in my day because there's sugar, oh, in, nice. my there's sugar in my fruit, there's <clears> sugar in my, you know, um, baked snack that I had, there's sugar in my chocolate for dessert. And I'm like, you honestly can't win. But if that was, if they don't want to eat sugar, like that's so fine. That's on them. Um, but for me, like that's, I like having sweet things, whether that's yeah. for breakfast, even having a little bit of lunch dessert, having something in my afternoon, having yeah, dessert too. every single night. That's what works for me. And I think if, if they had a comment to that years ago, when I was going through my journey, I probably would have internalized it and been like, okay, am I having too much yeah. sugar? Maybe I should cut some of these things out. Maybe what I'm having is bad. I say bad in quotation marks, but now it's like, well, no food is good and no food is bad. And you have to look at also like the terminology that you use around food as well. If you tell yourself, I've been so bad this weekend, I've been so bad today, you are also then also labeling foods as good and bad just in a completely different way. That's food is right. food and food is fuel. And you can make your meal plan. If you're somebody who likes savory stuff, meal plan to include all of the savory stuff. If you like sweet, you can include all of the sweet things that you yeah. like as well. And like you say, you talk about the sugar example stuff. Mm. That's coming back down to this thing that you know, we've been sold that sugar is really bad for you. Now, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, too much sugar is not that great for you, but a little bit of sugar as part of a well-balanced, healthy diet is okay. And I think that's what sort of needs to be more of the message that's spread out. If you sing as we're sharing stories, I've got one for you too, <laughs> um, a Facebook. And um, a few people were giving me a hard time because I used a jarred pasta sauce in a recipe. Like I was really shocked. And 
But then it was quite interesting because there's a few people that were like, why are you using that? You know, it's not organic and it's not this and it's got sugar in it and a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, well, because I'm a busy time poor working mum and if I can use a jar of pasta sauce and that means that I'm going to put together a healthy, delicious meal, then I'm okay with that. But, you know, on the flip side of that, then I also mm. had loads of messages from people, you know, tagging me in their pictures of their jarred pasta sauce and, you know, saying, use the pasta sauce, you know. And, again, it's that misconception. It's that mm-hmm. thing of, you know, we're sold that you're only healthy. I'm doing inverted commas with my fingers here. Mm. Um, you know, you're only healthy if you eat 100% organic and mm-hmm. you're vegan and you don't use jarred pasta sauce and you make your own jam and, you, you know, that's not reality for most of us. Mm-mm. and it's finding that happy healthy balance that's kind of somewhere in the middle yeah absolutely and taking into account yourself and then other people in the house and what everybody likes and what everybody's going to get enjoyment out of and what you're going to enjoy eating and go to bed every single day feeling satisfied and then waking up the that's next right. day and feeling excited to eat the foods that you're eating and it's not a chore it's a lifestyle that's, that's so true and that's where that you know like a meal planning in a way that suits you, you know, I think as well too, like a good starting point with the meal planning would be just to go, you know what, when do I like to organize myself for the week? You know, if you're someone mm. who goes, you know what, Thursdays works for me, do it on a mm. Thursday, you know, if you're, if, and then you can sort of say, okay, well, what do I want my meal planning to look like? Do I want it to just be breakfast? Do I want to just do my family dinners? Like actually sit down and maybe even have a chat with, you know, your partner or whoever you live with and go, well, hey, what, you know, what do you think would work for us? What's going to help us, you know, to have things running more smoothly? And, you know, because at the end of the day, the whole purpose of meal planning, you know, yes, obviously is that link to achieving our body goals and losing weight and all that kind of stuff. But the end thing as well too for me is meal planning gives me back time. Mm-hmm. When I put aside that little bit of time to do my meal planning and to prep my meals, it actually gives me back time during the week to do more of the things that I enjoy doing. So yeah. that at the end of the day is just a huge bonus. It takes a lot of stress and pressure off you as well. And I know, for example, this week, like I have all the meals planned out that I'm going to be having. And I knew that on Wednesday was just a back-to-back day. So I had no time to then back up Wednesday with cooking dinner after that. So on Tuesday, I had extra time. So I just prepped, you know, the lasagna ready to be able to put in the oven Wednesday after yep. I'd finished work. But if I hadn't have planned out what I was necessarily having, Wednesday I would have finished work and be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I cannot be bothered thinking, cooking, heading to the supermarket. I'll just order Uber Eats or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's which right. It's more and it's not going to help me get to my health goals. Yeah. yeah. And just, I don't know, like for me, I just get this huge, like, ah, want to open the fridge. Mm. And especially like Friday afternoon, I've gotten into the habit of like, you know, doing sort of prepping some of a meal, like a, mm-hmm. you know, spaghetti sauce and putting it in the freezer for like a Friday night so I can use it for tacos or for spaghetti or for burritos or nachos, whatever I want. And honestly, it's just the best thing opening the freezer and going, Ah, can I have that for dinner tonight? Because I just can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did you have any like other main tips that you feel like would be a key takeaway for anybody who's wanting to start meal planning or make their meal plan work for their health goals? Um, like I said, definitely start with asking yourself, mm. you know, what you want to eat um, and then go about starting with your three main meals, your protein source and build your meal meals, sorry, around that. Um, I also feel like it's really important to get your family involved with meal planning, Um, you know, because I'm such a big believer and I know I've said this to you before, but I don't believe that you should have to make a different meal for everyone in your family. I believe that if you plan smart, you can actually just eat all the same things, you know, and even if say for you that you're on a calorie deficit, you can still have the same thing. So if you're going to have, you know, burgers on Wednesday night, 
you can still have the same, but you might just, you know, cut back on the mayonnaise or choose a light cheese instead of it. Like there's always ways around it. So you can still all eat the same thing. Um, so I definitely get my kids involved in the planning. You know, you can also, depending on how old your kids are, you can also say, okay, well, Wednesday night's yours. What do you want to have? What are we going to have on Wednesday night? And give them a few parameters. So don't just say go for it. You might say, okay, well, you know, it's got to have some protein in it or it's got to have this or it can't be too high in fat. It's got to have some vegetables. Give them a few little things. Like it's teaching them how to meal plan as they actually get older because it is alarming the number of 20-something-year-olds that are moving out of home at the moment and they literally can't boil an egg or, you know, cook toast because everything is Uber Eats. You know, you Uber Eats everything. You just go and get your food. You know, you don't make stuff at home. And I feel like, especially too, if your goal is for weight loss and healthy eating, because that's something that I had to change, is that you have to do more cooking at home because you know what you're putting in your food. You know, you can add in all those extra veggies. Like, it's really important to get into the habit of cooking at home. Mm. I think what you said earlier to go with that is use the prepackaged stuff if you have to. Like not all of it is bad. There are, and the more and like more and more healthier options of products are actually becoming available. Use them to your advantage. That's so true. Actually, there's a lot more now than when I started on my health and weight mm. loss journey. But like you say, you know, the example that I use of the chicken strips, like take a chicken strip and put it in a wrap with lots of salad and some cheese and wrap it up like it's not a bad thing. Or, you know, I love those chicken strips because I always keep a box in the freezer. And let's say I feel like a salad, I will chop up, air fry the chicken strips, chop them up and throw them in a salad with some honey mustard dressing. And it's delicious. And it literally took me about five minutes to make. And so there's ways around using those prepackaged foods to your advantage, you know, to actually build a meal together. Mm-hmm. 100% a balanced meal making sure that you have like all of your macronutrients your carbs your proteins your fats in there and you feel so much more satisfied and that's the thing but I think it's all true you know back to the bad rap about thing. I think you know this protein carbs and fats things is always linked directly to you know weight loss and macro counting and mm. I just realized like it's so much more than that when you mm-hmm. learn to balance your plate honestly I can't even tell you Michaela, like it was just a game changer for me because I was like oh my god um, so my cravings have gone and I'm not starving after dinner every more, uh, every night and I'm not knocking off two blocks of chocolate after dinner because I'm hungry. I didn't feel that tired and exhausted at 2 p.m. in the afternoon because I hadn't eaten enough. Like there's all these things with balancing your plate that I just feel like people don't talk about. Mm. And in regards to balancing your plate, when you visualise your plate, you really want to think about loading half of that plate up with your veggies or your salad quarter of that plate as your lean source of protein to pick whatever you want your beans your tofu your chicken your eggs your fish quarter of that plate as your complex carbohydrate and i say complex because whole grains are the ones that are going to keep you full for longer because it slows down the digestion so like your brown pasta your um or your wholemeal pasta brown rice potato whatever it is i mean white is also fine as well preference but if you do want to stay full for longer go for your whole grains and then a thumb size of a healthy fat that could be dressing oil that you cook in it could be an addition to the plate your nuts your seeds your avocados and if you kind of visualize that every time you have a meal you're doing well like yeah i think it's not true like it is a bit of a skill to sort of you know because when i started i'd look at like you say the plate and i'd go my protein i've got to have my carbohydrates and i've got to have my fats but then when it came to learning how to move that understanding of balancing my plate to, say, a burger mm-hmm. or a wrap, like that takes a bit of a skill, you know, mm. um, because 
yeah, starting with the basics, like, you know, your meat and your three veg and like some source of fats is easy, but then it's learning how to, like you say, like I now know that I can have a burger and my burger, I can have a whole meal bun and that's my source of carbohydrates. I can have some lean beef protein and that's, you know, that's in my meat patty. Um, I can have some cheese. That's my fat. I can have my salad in there. Like it's learning how to, like you say, visualize that balanced plate in your head, but then transferring it over to other meals, whether it's a fried rice or a burger or a, um, you know, a Mexican bake, whatever it is, still looking at it the same way and going, okay, well, here's my Mexican bake, right? So where's my protein? Yep, where's my carbs? Where's my bed? You know, and doing it that way as well. Because I think some people get just locked into that fact of, you know, the little triangles on your plate and that you can only have chicken and rice and veg and that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and add flavour. Like flavour boosters got to be in there somewhere as well. Make it delicious and tasty. Oh, absolutely. And there's so many. My current obsession is the moment is um, – I had like one of those meal kits a while ago and it came with a little bag of Tuscan seasoning. I don't know if you've ever tried it. It's yeah. so good. So I'm obsessed with like putting Tuscan seasoning over my veggies and my potatoes and that's my current go-to at the moment. Yum, so good. And a little bit of seasoning can definitely go a long way. Like it can make such a difference to the whole meal. Oh, it doesn't. I mean, have you crossed over to the dark side and got an air fryer? Mm-hmm. I you love have, yes. my air fryer. Yep. If you are listening to this and you don't have an air fryer and you want to eat healthy, oh, my God, it's been a game changer. <laughs> like you can air fry it like veggie chips, you know, with a bit of Tuscan seasoning. Like there's so many ways to, you know, like make your food fancy and if you just want to get excited about eating it. Yeah, absolutely. I love the air fryer. So versatile. I even do like baked things in it, like sweet things as well in the air fryer. Oh, I haven't tried that yet. I need to buy some of the, you know, the little tray things that they put in the air fryer. I need to get some of those. But I remember for ages, I'm like, I'm not getting one of those. What do I need one for? They're just another thing that's going to sit on my bench. And then someone <laughs> like, was like, Jen, you need to get one. And I bought one. And honestly, it's, you know, it just saves me so much time, especially in the kitchen. Like you say, with healthy eating, you can throw in a piece of chicken or some fish or whatever you want. And it's done in 10 minutes. You know, you don't have to warm up your oven. You don't have to stand there and wait for, cook, you know, wait for it to cook. And in summer, like if you've got your oven going, it's hot in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. like having an air fryer has really um, definitely made, especially too for me, the process of meal planning and prepping a lot quicker and a lot easier as well. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Well, I hope that, some people or everyone walks away with getting something useful out of today because I feel like we definitely deep dived a lot into meal planning and you gave some great advice on how to even get started with meal planning or if you have been started, how to kind of make it work for you in a balanced approach to be able to achieve your health goals at the end of it. So really hope that we've been able to help quite a lot of you with the meal planning and answer all of the questions that you did have. If you do have any other questions, like feel free to jump over to either Jen's Instagram page or it's at the um the active bot. Yes, or- yes. You can send me a DM or a question or mm-hmm. um you know quite often too I'll put question box up on my stories and that um because quite often you know the question that you're you know, a bit worried about asking, you're not sure about asking. It'll actually help other people too that want to mm. ask the same thing as well, you know, exactly and that's right. the thing. Like I just wish that, you know, when I was going through all this, that I just had this BFF that I could go, hey, mm. hey, Michaela, what about this? Or hey, Jen, you know, what about this? Mm. And, you know, some of that would actually give you some normal, realistic advice, you know, not someone that's going to push you down some crazy diet path yeah. or, yeah. you know, tell you to not eat your carbs or, you know, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm always, always happy to help. And like I said, I've got my meal planners i've got my meal prep mixes i've got my meal plans like so there's lots of um, other resources too if people want more help there 
Yeah, exactly. And I'll put all of the links to all of that in the show notes as well. So if you do want to head over to any of them or check out any of Jen's products, then the links will be there um, for you. But thank you so much again for coming on and joining us. Thank you. I love our chats. Mm, I know, it's always, always good chat. Good girl chat. I like, Absolutely. I like catching up with you. And if anybody does want us to deep dive into any other topics as well, then also send that across to us and we can definitely jump on and chat about that. Sounds good. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Naked Bonus Podcast. I hope that you really enjoyed today's episode and that you got something out of it and you are ready to go about your week with a meal plan, which is super exciting. I would love to hear from you. Whether it's a question, whether it's feedback, whether it's a comment that you have, please head over to my Instagram. It is kjwellness with three S's and send me a message. I would absolutely love to connect with you, but I hope that you enjoy the rest of the day or the night whenever you are listening to this and I will speak to you very soon. Until then, take care. Bye.